Unless he asks me. Do you have an OnlyFans? Nah. Not your leg on me. No, please. Got here. Go again. I ain't got no money, bro. You don't? I'm no, I don't. I'm broke. I'm unemployed right now. We'll get to that later, probably. But he drops a Tesla. Okay. And can still pay his Tesla uh, off while he's unemployed. Uh, Your take on Instagram. How has Instagram affected you positively and negatively? <coughs> Let's start with the positive first. I think that um, what I like about Instagram, and I think uh, this is probably a feature of, of getting older. Um, well, I mean, like, you know, as you, especially as you get into your 30s, you know, you're starting to work more, you're busier. Okay. Um, you don't get a chance to, like, catch up with your friends as much and see what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Facebook to me, let me just be clear. Facebook is a dead thing. I do not. I have a Facebook. I do not use um, it. And I'm probably I think delete that it. Facebook. So I deleted my Facebook ten years ago. Yeah, and I should. So have done I that. deleted my Facebook undergrad 2012. Um, I, I was. I graduated. You finished your master's degree 2012. I graduated. <laughs> Instagram is great because it allows me to check up on my friends in a non-intrusive way. To just see, like, I think the beautiful thing about capturing, and I'm not really an artistic person, I don't, I wouldn't count myself as artistic, but the beautiful thing about Instagram is that you can, you can capture all the highlights of your life, mm -hmm. you know, in picture form, and, 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 and as opposed to kind of describing, I can see those happy moments or those sad moments. Um, and granted, like, I recognize that, like, with any social media, you are, people are, they are yeah, curating their social media space, but... Mm -hmm. I like it for that reason. Um, it, it, it's low lift, low commitment. I ain't got to do much. I just kind of like a picture. If I want to do a small comment, I can. Okay. How has it affected you negatively? Uh, I think that um, Instagram, the, the downside of pictures is that, you know, you see people's experiences. And even though you know that their experiences or the posts that they, the pictures that they post are curated, I think that there you can easily make points of comparison. You can begin to, to compare yourself or measure yourself up to other people and what they're doing mm -hmm. in their lives. Like if somebody's always like, oh, I got this promotion. I just finished school. Look at this new car. Look at my nigga. Look at my body. Look at this. You're like, well, fuck. Like I'm sitting here very flabby under this fleece eating, you know, Talenti ice cream, mm -hmm. doing nothing with my life. And so after I leave here. Oh, <laughs> my mood. That's about, I'm going to be, that, that will be me, but. You have to, at a certain point, also know how to disengage um, from though from from Instagram as well, because we have to. Even if you and I come back to this point, even if you constantly recognize that people only show the good shit in their lives, mm -hmm. that they're only projecting um, all the positive stuff, mm -hmm. um, it nonetheless weighs on you very heavily. Like I think that particularly body image. You know, I don't think I think my body's fine. You know, I'm not cut up. I ain't you know 200. 20 pounds, you know, 10%, you know, body fat, but I think my body's fine, 10%. but it is, you know, nonetheless, it can be, it can weigh on the subconscious when you, or, or, the, or, or your mind, when you are constantly seeing people, every, everybody posting from the gym mm -hmm. or every, and particularly not just posting from the gym, like in like baggy clothes, like they got them the most contoured, sleek clothes. You can see every muscle, every vein, and you'd be like, damn, like I'm lazy as fuck. Like I need to be doing something. That'd that be me. I literally posted something on my story. I posted on my close friends, and it was of this one guy. And I said, "Bitch, I need to go to the gym tonight." Yeah. So I was, to this point, I was uh, talking to a friend about this. Even the idea of like people needing to check in on 
Instagram or on like social media checking with their audience about them like going to the gym. And like some people will frame it as like I need it for accountability. There's a politics of laziness that's connected to the gym, but particularly publicly telling people that you're going to the gym, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you're not at the gym, it's like it, the, the language around it, like, you know, get up, you know, we, we got to get it in, you know, like, you know, it, it's, it's to imply, it's, it's, it, you're, there's an implication of you're being lazy if you're not going to the gym, as opposed to like recognizing that like, I have a completely full life, the other things going on with myself, and because I'm not going to the gym today or tomorrow, doesn't mean I'm lazy, it means that like I'm living a complex life and so nobody's ever gonna tell, you know, like if I worked a 12 or 13 hour day at a law firm and I don't go to the gym, like can't nobody tell me I'm lazy. I just, I'm, I'm choosing, I'm prioritizing what I'm putting my energy towards. And mm -hmm. so I, there's a, I have a whole theory on like why people check in so much when they're in the gym or why they post from the gym or why they, it's, it's some of it accountability perhaps, but no. it is to like, it is to align yourself with that that image that I am not lazy and I'm 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 fit and I'm taking care of my body, right? Mm -hmm. So there's some I have some deeper thoughts on that. We'll get on that later. So Instagram, good for many reasons, but I think the comparison part for our generation and for particularly for the young people too. What do you the, consider young? I'm like 70 at this point. Uh, um, in gay years, you are. I am. I am. I'm an uncle. I'm literally an uncle, and I'm an uncle. Not daddy status yet. I gotta get more money, but we're getting there. Um, <laughs> I would say that for those who were like in high school, like early college, high school, um, you know, the pod to body positivity mm -hmm. uh, issues that come along with that, you know, high rates of suicide, the mm -hmm. idea of liking what, what that means to like somebody's post, to, for, to be affirmed, mm -hmm. to be, you know, to, for somebody to say that what I'm posting, my body, my image, my face, mm -hmm. my job, that those things are socially acceptable as opposed mm -hmm. to finding intrinsic value in those things. Mm -hmm. That's a difficult, that's a difficult because you, you fear that we're creating a generation of people who they are framing all of their life choices around how those choices will be accepted by the mm -hmm. rest of the world as opposed to what makes them happy. Okay. Um, I bet you, I have this belief, I bet you that you would have less people who are always running. They would have less people who would be going to the gym mm -hmm. if they didn't give a fuck about if they didn't have like these immediate like kind of points of connection of communication where like their body uh if there was no social media yeah or not well if it was just even if there was social media exist if they were either fewer interactions with social media i think people would care less about it mm -hmm. and not say they wouldn't be healthy or mm -hmm. fit but there wouldn't be the need to what i can say is that like i've been like on this fitness journey for like the past year now of me trying to consistently go to the gym yeah. um, and, and meal prep and eat right. Yeah. Social media has had a great impact on that yeah. because you'll look at people, you'll be like, damn. And like in the beginning, I was ashamed to admit this, but now that I'm, I'm realizing that everyone feels this way. Like I think that we've all consumed enough social media for it to allow it to affect us negatively. Yeah. yeah. So like, I'm like, I don't mind saying that it has definitely like made persuade me to get into the gym because I thought negatively of myself by seeing other people post. Yeah. Needless to say, what I can say is that after I did work out and I started to get a little bit more firm mm -hmm. and this started to lift a little bit more, even though still a little flat, I felt so much better about like the yeah. going to the gym is still great. Yes, I, um, I want to be clear. I'm not like, saying it's not yeah. <laughs> I start bashing you. Oh, you <laughs> I'm mentally going. ill. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking, but like going to, I mean, it, but I'm trying to still bring light to it. Like, yeah, exactly. Like though it, though it may like negatively, like make you feel bad about yourself. Yeah. I think that we can still kind, kind of switch that into, okay, let me allow this to influence me. 
Yeah, I, I think I think that is, there's nothing wrong, and I want to be clear: there's nothing wrong with like being influenced by what other people are doing. I, I think what I'm saying is that there is that be, people become so fixated on it that it's if, a fixation yeah. that they can't that they can't. I'll say it like this: they become so fixated on it that they can't find value in who they are if they did not have those things, right? Okay. So I always ask the question. If the goal was not to look good naked, right, mm -hmm. and it was truly for health, mm -hmm. but you your body wouldn't be cut, would you still do it? Mm -hmm. What I'm trying to say is, and it can be this can be applied to other things too. Mm -hmm. Jobs we have, the people we date, uh, and social media can have those effects on telling us this mm -hmm. is the ideal of what you want to do. It's not so much about it's nothing wrong with being influenced and wanting to go to the gym, and it's nothing wrong with wanting to look good either. I think what I'm saying is that I'm trying to live a life right now where. I'm constantly asking myself, is this something that Travis wants to do? Mm -hmm. Or is this something that I'm doing in response to what I think would be socially acceptable or would bring me more external affirmation? Mm -hmm. How do I find that inner peace? How do I find that inner um, satisfaction with mm -hmm. me if the world never sees me? Okay. And so that's a, that's a, that's a, there's a balance in that. Okay. So what's your take on imposter syndrome? Uh, it's a real thing. Um, you know, um, I've had it before. I've experienced it. Um, I think I'm a first-generation uh, college graduate. As I mentioned before, I went to law school. Um, went into an all-white firm for two years. Um, I was not from a top, a top ten uh, undergraduate institution, uh, and my law school was not, you know, Ivy League either. Or top ten, top ten, top twenty, um, and so don't do Howard like that. Well, I'm just saying, just in terms of rankings, I, I think Howard Law was great. To be clear, um, I I went to Morehouse undergrad and Howard um, for law school, and so when you go into those spaces, um, immediately you assume that there's something deficient about the education that you have, mm -hmm. and so anytime that you're like doing, you know, work you know, producing work product for, you know, your, your superiors or your bosses, um, when you're engaging in conversation, you are stressing over every detail, every, you know, place of, you know, incorrect grammar that slips out when you're having a conversation or, you know, the way that you feel like the, the way you walk, the way you present yourself, you, there's always this fear that like, I am not matching the culture here or that I am not sufficient. And so, you know, at a certain point, I had to get to a place where I'm like, well, look, if they don't like it, if this ain't the place for me, I'm going to get fired. I'm going to keep moving. If it's that bad. And what made you get to that point? It's being anxious is tiring. It's tiring. It's so tiring. It's tiring. Oh, my God. It's like weights that you just want to drop off. I was like, I don't, I don't have time for this anymore. I'm, I want to enjoy life i want to walk in the world like I, I, one thing i love about people who are like not self-aware is they have this gall they have this this unmitigated um just free yeah this almost free kind of confidence and even though it's terrible for the people who consume it right like it's like nigga you are not you're you know you're a terrible person you don't get how how you affect other people what i love about it and I admire about it. Affect other people. But I'm just saying, people who are not self-aware. Sometimes they just are very, very just selfish. They just into themselves. Like they are very like they do what the fuck I they disagree. want to. Not everyone. Uh, I'm, well, so maybe that's not the word. Maybe self-aware is not the word. People who are 
well, for people who walk in the world without. So I have to accommodate you because I'm self-aware. So let me bring myself down to make you feel more comfortable. No, no. What I'm saying is, what I admire about them is that they have the ability to just be. They just have the confidence there. They don't give a fuck if they are talented. Like some, I have. There's a few people I'm talking about in, this, in particular. They just have this. They, they are so. They're so self-centered, and they they okay. think everything they do is right, and they okay. they they you know. We're talking about arrogant people. Yeah, arrogant people. That's probably the word I'm looking for. I admire it in a way because it's like you don't walk around with the weight of anxiety, or at least I don't think you do. You don't you don't look that way. Um, and I want to have walk in the world with but all true. that I've done, and and I, I don't think I'm a terrible person. I don't think I negatively affect people's lives, but. I want to one day walk in the world with yeah. that level of freedom and just that to, to have that weight off your shoulder. Mm-hmm. And so anxiety's tiring. And you also, you alone have made enough accomplishments to have that, to ha- kind of have that, that flaunt about you to walk around like someone who is of arrogance. I, 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 it made us maybe my anxiety. I would say no. I was like, I would say that like, I've just, I've done something that thousands of other people have done and, you know, real accomplishment. Um, and success, I haven't gotten there yet. Like, I'm, I'm happy for the things I've done, mm-hmm. but you know, there's a, a litany of things that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but anxiety does anxiety will put you in a place or will position you to not acknowledge those 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 milestones in your life. And so I'm trying to do better with that. Do you think? Um, so, for instance, um, if you're an alcoholic, they say mm-hmm. that you're always an alcoholic. You just have to learn how to maintain it. Yeah. So you can never get over alcoholism. You mm-hmm. just have to learn how to maintain sobriety. Yeah. Do you think I bring that up to say, do you think that's the same with anxiety? Do you think that anxiety will ever go away or you just have to know how to maintain it? So anxiety to me is inherent. <clears> there <throat> is an inherent thing that everybody deals with. Anxiety comes from a natural kind of nature's gift of sure. worry. It's like a fight or flight. Yeah, well, exactly. is, that, is that what it is? A yeah. fight or flight? Of the response. It's like yeah. worry is to give us caution and to help us to perceive the outer world in a way that we don't make any dangerous or fatal decisions. Mm-hmm. And so worry is not a bad thing mm-hmm. at base. It's not. I'm happy you said that. You're letting at least me and everyone else know that it is normal. Oh, it's very normal. And, and, it, and it's, it's, I'd be thinking I have, I'm the only bitch who got it. No, I, I think I <laughs> once again talk about projection. It be feeling like I'm the only one who have it. It's a, it's the most isolating feeling in the yes, world. Yes, it's so isolating. Well, it's because we. It's so it's worry, but it's also worry about things that we are afraid to also express, vocalize. Yes, exactly. And so if we are afraid to express it for fear of being defenseless or opening up ourselves to criticism or attack then it just it creates a space where we just fall deeper and deeper to it, right? Mm-hmm. Anxiety becomes our lonely friend because mm-hmm. I'm afraid to talk to everybody else. Mm-hmm. It, it's a weird kind of... Um, sometimes we get pleasure out of self-pity in a weird way, right? We... Okay. We get a, I'm not denying that. We get a, we get a pleasure it, we, <laughs> because it's, a, it's the only place where we feel it, centered and seen. It, but, 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 we create it, our own narrative. But... Uh, I'm not necessarily so. I've definitely sat in my own pity. Yeah. And like. Nobody loves me. Very, <laughs> very giving very Eeyore. Oh, like, no. have you ever like played a song to like pronounce your depression? Oh yeah. Like, bitch, I need to play this because it's gonna make my depression even harder. Harder, right? <laughs> like, and that's what I'd be. Most people listen to SZA. I'm gonna get, yeah. I'm gonna get attacked in the comments. I don't care. <laughs> Drag me. 
Yeah, sorry. The the three comments. Yeah, the three. <laughs> the three comments. Yeah. I mean, I you know I listen to scissors. We, we're not going into that listen, right now. Scissors, 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 scissors. That's our college. Are you? Well, first off, wait. Actually, we gonna go back to, to, to yeah. I'm like, are we bashing SZA? I sing her music sometimes. I'd be like, God damn, like I like damn, like when are you happy? And I, and I get that she's she's it's a reflection of a part of her life. So I get it, but I'm like, Jesus, like I could don't let Nick be back there. You Nick, you hear this? I was in the car. With my, <laughs> I was in the car with my friend listening to SZA. I'm like, it is a warm day. <laughs> it is great. Put something else on. Not you know, and but you know. She, but people need, but people I'm not. Need I'm not. I'm not saying that. That's all the music that she does. Ooh. Same. 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 Well, same. Sum, Summer Walker's music is, is a little bit more. Yes. First off, no, no. I love Summer Walker. I, I, We're I, not bashing Summer Walker either. I agree. But no, you're right. I'm gonna give. I'm, I'm gonna take them all. Up. But no, she's great. I just like. I music. think. I think SZA is a lot more alternative when it comes to her music. I think that. Yes. Right. Summer has kind of like one depressing sound and that's yes. kind of it yes but what's wrong with having your niche no i i get it it's that's definitely it that's just not my niche i but that's just, that's just not my it's not my niche i'm i'm listen i'm here for it. i love you like scissors i'm happy love and i love summer walker love yeah but also too like I, I also tried to stray away from listening to music that like Reminds me of my like my my sadness, my worry. But but going back into the the self pity, like that like that's a real I, thing. I got dragged in the comments, y'all. You see how they, they the came two in. comments, both y'all comments. There we go. Well, there we go. But yeah, so the Don't um, stop. But no, I I definitely think that's a thing though. Like kind of just sitting in your own self pity, yeah. like. Have you saw the Grinch? And he was just like, yes. He, he was he was looking at his calendar. He was like sitting in my own self pity. Like that's yes. that's a thing. And because but I, I think we sit in it because is that supposed to make us feel better? I think we want to feel justified by how we feel. Okay, there there that's is some point. There is some part of worry, anxiety, depression. All because I think they all are like cousins in the same family. Just different, different. You know, they have different. They have different functions, but. There is something about wanting to be, you can become the hero of your story by also being the victim, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. um, and it's because we want to be seen for what we're going through. We want somebody to justify, to acknowledge, um, to um, tell us that the, the, that our grievance or the thing that was, that, that is, was visited upon us, that the source of our anxiety, the source of our fear, the source of our worry, that it's unfair. That's, and so that and so that's why we have that urge to like sit in it and to and to hear things that affirm that because we we want this, this we want that woe is me story to some extent and it doesn't and there's nothing wrong with sometimes having a moment where you need to just feel like fuck just tell me that like life is fucking hard for me like it just is. tell me that like shit was not fair tell me that like I was wrong right because you want to it, it don't feel good to like go through shit and people just be like get over it no sometimes I need to I need to somebody to acknowledge that you have put forth your best effort mm. and still your best effort or your love or your commitment just wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. And that was not fair to you. But the problem is that we can't stay there. Mm -hmm. And coming back to anxiety, anxiety is, I think, learned how we, re is learned avoidance. It is learned. It's definitely avoidance. Yes, yeah, it's, def it's definitely avoidance. It's, it's learned avoidance, avoidance over time. We've gone through so many traumatic things. We've experienced things that have been hurtful or painful. And as opposed to just kind of like rushing into the battle again, mm -hmm. he's like, I'm going to sit in the trenches. Fuck this. 
or yeah. or like that's, that's also what you're used to too yeah. well not you but like just in general like yeah. i think that we're used to sitting in our own self-pity yeah. if you've done it for so long that you don't know how to go against like your own anxiety yeah Do you know what you're doing with your life right now? No, no, <laughs> I don't. Um, I know that was so like vague, but no, like, do you know what you're doing with your life? No, I don't. Um, How do you <laughs> navigate not knowing what you're doing? Because um, I joke around and I tell bitches all the time, I do not know what I'm doing. And I try to give myself a little bit of grace because none of us have lived this life before to have instructions on what to do. Yeah. Like I've never been 29 before to know how to go about operating in my 29 year old lifestyle. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to give myself grace, but it's hard because mm-hmm. it's just like when you hate your job and you also don't know what you want to do for a living, mm-hmm. like that's it. First of all, well, I'm not yes. talking about you, but most no, of I mean, like, it's a, my it's a real issues, thing. like you hate your job, but you also don't know what you want to do. Yeah. It's kind of like, well, bitch, I want to leave my job, but we're on Indeed. Am I going to apply? Yeah. <laughs> because I don't because, know. Because I don't. I don't know what I want to do. And, and so it's also it's. Uh, <laughs> so I I, I I feel that very spiritually. Um, I've always been a person who I learned. I could somebody could tell me something. I'm not. I'm not, I've not been an experiential learner. So like mm-hmm. you know, if your mama said, "Don't put your finger in the the electric socket," I never did it. I was like, okay. She said it's dangerous, it's bad. You know, my little brother, however, he was a little experienced, so he go put his finger in the socket. He learned from the mistake. I've always been a listener. Mm-hmm. But all the listening, all the mentorship, all the help I've gotten from multiple people in the course of my life has not prepared me for, and we could not have truly prepared me for life, what you, life <laughs> and what you experience in your 20s life. and 30s because it's nothing but, and especially, it, it, there's layers to it too. So like if you like first generation college, you're like, first generation of moving away from where you your family's from or like if you are the first in any way you are you are laden with all these feelings and emotions that you can't really turn to nobody mm-hmm. who you are close to or who kind of knows you to get get that advice and so it is it can be isolating um no i don't know um i just to give you kind of a background um i graduated law school in 2020 which was like a, a rough year for everything that happened um started a law firm um that September, um, over the course of that summer, uh, lost my grandmother. Uh, she had a sudden I'm heart sorry. attack. Thank you uh, for that. Uh, had a sudden heart attack. Couldn't take the bar exam uh, because of COVID. I contracted COVID. Started work in September. Um, had to take the bar in February of 2021. Failed. Um, had to take it in July of 2021. Failed again. Um, in the midst of like working and figuring out life and other family uh, family issues. Um, took it again in February 2022. Passed, you know, now fully licensed. Things like praise God. Um, but and he was just recently sworn in after, at Virginia Supreme after, Court. After months, that was. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. After months, once again, praise God. Um, and then in September of the, of 2022, I quit my job, and I quit because I think one, I had just a lot of emotional pressure mm-hmm. um, built up. Um, that I needed to kind of like just I needed my mind and my soul to rest and then two um I really didn't like the work I was doing I'm, I'm an environmental lawyer or was an environmental lawyer um it was a it was a great job getting paid well but I it wasn't it didn't speak to me mm-hmm. and it felt like a stupid decision <laughs> in the moment I want to be clear it felt like a stupid decision in the moment weird. yeah because like you leaving a lot of money on the table I did not have a next step but it was the right decision for me. Mm-hmm. And so 
Uh, and I'm now I'm still unemployed, looking for work right now. Um, have a few interviews coming up, so we're getting towards the end of that. Um, Thank you for being transparent. Oh yeah, like no, this this the, the I, I appreciate the question because I think that question of what are you, what we are doing, mm-hmm. even the people who, you know, on the outside seem as though they have have it all together. They have the degrees. They have the connections. Oh, you know, they got mm-hmm. the OnlyFans. Okay, they got the BBL. Okay, everybody who you think got it all, don't got it all. They don't got it all, and and they don't know what they're doing either. No, no, and I think the. I've, I journal quite extensively for the past, and I'm, we've talked about this before. In the past three years, I've really like, I, journaling used to be a chore and a task. Now it's like a blessing. And so journaling for me <clears throat> has been the place where I was honest with myself that I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Yeah. Um, to have to like write down on a piece of paper, Travis, after all the money you've invested in these degrees, after moving to in, moving and living in several cities and taking these jobs and doing all this stuff to kind of set your life up to admit to myself I did all this shit and still don't know where I'm going next Mm -hmm. it was the most heart crushing rending thing I've ever done but it was the most freeing thing I ever did Mm -hmm. and this process of being unemployed while it's had its financial kind of constraints has been wonderful as well Mm -hmm. it's been a place where I finally just was able to lay back and say the only things that really matter at this point are your commitment to your own success mm-hmm. and you being open to kind of go with the flow. There is that life is like a river in many ways. And I used to hear, you know, people make this analogy, and I thought it was like very hippie-ish, like, okay, these people are, these people don't work and don't have like a sense of career. No, life Ooh. is like a river. That life. was very um <laughs> Yeah, like very very That was very elitist. Of you. Very Republican. <laughs> <laughs> very <laughs> But like life is like a river. Like at a certain point, sometimes life is taking you on a journey that you would not, of your own volition, you wouldn't have taken yourself on. Uh-huh. Because I think our immediate, our immediate um, uh, drivers are stability mm-hmm. and, and a form of affirmation of what we're doing. And so mm-hmm. if it's not, if I'm not feeling stable financially, if I'm not getting the kind of affirmation, I, external affirmation for what I'm doing, I ain't gonna do it. And sometimes you need to go through those moments where life is teaching you about skills that, skills or interests or things that you would have never touched had you only been focusing on the money, the job title, the organization, the prestige, the Instagram post. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. But I like it. Ah! I mean, I would like... That a, was cute! I, I like a couple of I'm going to have to steal that. I like it. That was cute. Okay. Because I wake up every morning getting ready for work mm-hmm. saying, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And it, I don't end it with, I like it. <laughs> I, uh, I end it with another moan or another uh, and then go to work. Yeah. But I think I need to find the beauty of knowing that this isn't the end point for me. Mm-hmm. And that this is something that is not potentially, but is strengthening me in the long run. Because again, where I'll be in six months is not where I'm going to be now. And I need yeah. to put that into retrospect. Um, but I definitely like the idea of you not knowing what you're doing, but you liking it because it's kind of giving you the free will of developing a new Travis six months from now. You're not like constrained to anything. And I also think it's important to note, um, there's nothing wrong with not appreciating a moment in a moment. Mm -hmm. I was, um, 
I can't forget the name of the Instagram page, speaking of Instagram again. Um, there's a gospel singer, Chandler Moore. He was being interviewed by this like Christian artist or creative like Instagram page. And he talked about beware of trying to name a season while you're in that season. Mm. And that hit me. This is around the time I like was decided if I was gonna quit my job. And I was I was in a season of like, God, I have everything I asked for. I'm a lawyer, I'm at a big law firm, I'm making You have a Tesla. Not, okay. <laughs> yes, I have a Tesla. Who knows? It may be gone soon. Um, I'm like, God, I had everything I want, but I'm not happy. And I could not appreciate why I was in that moment. And now, months later, I'm able to kind of define that season of my life. Mm -hmm. But that's with like hindsight and retrospection, you know. In the moment, you may not like, you may not appreciate this place where you are, but it may become apparent later on. And the, the, the appreciation and the ability to leverage the lessons of this, this place in life may happen you know, four or five months, six months, a year, mm -hmm. two years, three years, how many, a decade later. Mm -hmm. um, that's the strange thing about life, right? I hope my life. Uh, well, and, and, I mean, I will hope, no, yeah, you know, no, I'm just right. Like, <laughs> I'm being funny. For you, I mean, like, tomorrow, and then everything blow up. Today. Me. Right, you get <laughs> corporate sponsorship today. 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 But, like, it's, it's okay to, like, joy is not about, finding joy in life is not about finding happiness all the time. Joy is... For me, like I said before, like I'm in a place where I'm like, I'm like not, I don't have the money like I used to. I can't do all the things I used to do before. But I get up in the morning and I'm finding new joy in the fact that like I can read, like I used to like really like reading. I can read mm -hmm. a lot more. I can get up in the morning, not rushing at, out the door at 6 a.m. or start getting on my computer, start working at 6 or 7 o'clock in the morning. I can make breakfast for myself. I can work out. I can stretch. I can take a walk. I, I have, I enjoying, I'm enjoying the space mm -hmm. of being with me. Mm -hmm. even though there may be other parts of my life that may not be ideal. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying to find joy. Happiness to me, happiness is important and people should experience happiness, but happiness to me sometimes is responding to the things that I want. I'm thinking about, I'm happy because I have the things I need and I'm learning things about myself. It's And, and that takes a process to kind of get to that joy space. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like I said, not ideal, but I am really, I am happy where I am. I'm happy about what I learned in this time, in this season. So when I'm back working at a law firm, I'm making, you know, $2 million every year. You know, they don't be only overlaid by the fact that I've also found, I've learned about a lot about who I am subconsciously, and I can add those two things together. Your book that you got me. So Nikki got me a book. Oh, God. Create Your Own Calm. Scrape you book. bought me this a, a while ago. Yeah, yeah. So we were so we went out to Nomad. Yeah. This was a while ago. That was like two years ago, right? This is not two years. It was definitely 2022. Okay, fine. <laughs> it was like the fall. It was like He got he got angry. You saw that? He got real angry. <laughs> it wasn't that long. Okay, sorry. <laughs> right. I don't know why. <laughs> um, but no, but it, that was like it was like less than seven months ago. Probably, okay. Or a year ago. <laughs> okay. You said two. Okay, whatever. He he got me a book because we were talking about anxiety. Um, but I wanted to kind of yeah. share this with you and ask you some questions. Yeah, okay. Do you have the same book? I do, but I haven't finished. I haven't finished that book. Okay. Um, so I'm just gonna ask you a few questions. Now I do have another podcast after this. Okay. I ain't kicking you out. You can definitely stay and, and, and enjoy some cheese. I'm definitely gonna drink some more champagne. So I don't know what you're talking about. Period. <laughs> um. So outside of you buying me this book. I definitely was reading this and it was really helpful. What yeah. I've realized is that I like books that are um, engaging. Yes. Uh, eventually you get tired of just reading 
Yes, pros. Print. Yeah, exactly. Fine line print. Like, you just get tired of it. Um, so, one of the questions that I want to start off with asking is, think about a difficulty you're currently experiencing, and what is that light in the situation? Um, I kind of shared a little bit about my unemployment mm-hmm. situation. I will say that um, the difficulty in it is that I, naturally one of the things, I, identities I've accepted and um, I've taken on is like I want to be provider and not just for myself but for my family. And so, you know, my mom has been like the source, the rock, um, the hero of my life. And so, um, you know, she is getting older and I want to be able to be supportive and like help to take on a lot of those financial uh, burdens and necessities for her. Uh, my brother just had a baby uh, last, uh, two years ago. My little nephew, my first nephew, TJ. Um, you have nieces? No, this is my first. Oh, you're, I'm, I'm just my first. Never, I'm a new uncle. Okay, new I'm uncle, a gunkle, okay. I guess. A what? Gunkle, gay uncle, apparently. Something I've never heard that. It's, it's probably a white thing. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll, take, I'll, 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 I'll eat that. I'll eat that. I've um, never heard that. Um, and so one of the, the, the anxieties that I have is about not being able to, like, kind of ramp up make enough money where I can like support my you know my nephew or help my brother to like you know fill the gap when my nephew has needs and to also like make sure that my mom has a as she gets older that she has a calm and um worry free uh rest of her years I mean she's very young she's like 50 something I ain't gonna say her full age Mm -hmm. she beat my ass um that um I got out of a relationship a few um a while ago um and no, I'm me. I'm talking oh, about the okay. second thing I was gonna say. I should say, um, got a relationship a while ago, and I think right now I'm in the process of, even though I'm like over it, you still grieve the person that you you once had, and I'm in a space right now where I'm trying to both um, acknowledge that's over and to also build for the future, the partner that I want to be, um, and I think the benefit, the the, the 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 light in that in that grief is that and I call it grief not like I'm crying every day listen to Scissor Scissor or (laughs) some walker but um, the benefit of it is that I'm learning a lot about myself and what I need and I think in the past I was somebody who was in a relationship I just wanted to make the other person happy and never really asked myself questions and I think I'm now becoming a more self-determined and more assertive person as it relates to being in a relationship and with my mother the, the light is that um I'm learning that everything is not on me. I've had to accept because of this moment in my life that I don't control everything and so I can't put that pressure on myself. And also, I'm also learning what I love and what I want to do and it makes it easier for me to be able to transition into a role where I can make money and do what I like. So, okay. Next question. I talk a lot, sorry. No, you're okay. fine. Are you sure? I mean, this is a podcast. Okay. I would hope you would talk. All right. All right. Can you list three things now even though we're on time crunch? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just tell me... <laughs> Condensed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What are three things that you're grateful for? Oh, I'm grateful for my my family. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm grateful for um, an amazing group of friends from from high school and from college and even from law school. Um, people who just really have, have a great com- community, and I and I count you in that too. You've oh, been like, you. you've been. We've had like very intimate conversations, and I really appreciate the transparency that we've had with one another. Um, and I am appreciating the difficulties of my thirties. I will say, the end of my twenties, my thirties, I feel like this is the one time in my life where I'm truly seeing who I really am. Mm-hmm. Um, before I thought I kind of had, a, I had a glimpse, a hint, a whiff of who I am. Mm-hmm. I am in the most honest stage of my life with myself. I look in the mirror. Are you like, what, 34? 30. 
calm down. Uh, <laughs> 32. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Calming down. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry. Um, but those difficulties, I would not, there's something about trouble that helps you to learn yourself better. Because when things are good, you ain't questioning shit. You ain't thinking about shit. You're like, oh, everything's great. That was me like six years ago. Yeah. You couldn't tell me nothing at 24. Please, at all. I'm going to change the world. I'm going to be president of the United States at 28, even though technically you're going to run at 35, but I knew I was going to make it happen. You couldn't tell me nothing at 24. Yeah. Like nothing. And now, you can tell me a lot. <laughs> uh, I want you to tell me, okay? I, tell I'm me at a lot. The point where I'm like, please tell me, because I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Wait, did you name three? Uh, yeah. You said? In, um, my, my family, um, my friends, and my the difficulties in my 30s. Okay. Yep. And last one. What is a dream you're afraid of pursuing? Um, so I will say this, out of respect for my dreams, I won't be specific, but I think that there's been something since I was had a dream when I was, a little dream when I was 10 years old. Um, I told my mom about it. Um, and I think I've pursued, I think so that there's something that I, I knew was, was going to be the goal of my life. Um, I think for most of my life, given what I just told you earlier, I've tried to like secure the bag, make sure I'm financially stable, make sure my family's good. And I think I've been so consumed with like making money and being successful and getting the accolades that I haven't leaned into this like very, very blatant, this is what you need to be doing. Mm -hmm. And so um, that thing, I believe that I'm at a place in my life where if I don't do it, you know, God's going to thrust me into it and I want to walk very willingly into it and so okay. that's something I'm working on right now okay yeah that's it yeah that'll do well that's all I got I said how did I do oh the podcast yeah oh <laughs> he's, like, he's, he's like that's all I got I was like, <laughs> I was like okay no, you can, I mean I can tell that you like you're used to speaking amongst a crowd of people mm. no I mean, you make it very comfortable. You gave me champagne. I had, oh. I had you know. You have snacks. But we had a great charcuterie board over here. Charcuterie board. Um, Some of you girls don't even offer that. You don't even know what a charcuterie board is. <laughs> see, you see that Zeus Network coming up out of here? Zeus Network? Okay, sorry, Bravo. Zeus Network, they don't know what a charcuterie board is. You're right. Sorry, Candace. Candace? Yeah, you give Candace. I'm not, you give Natalie none. That's a lie. <laughs> That's a you lie. give Natalie. If I give Candace, you give Natalie none. That's a lie. What's wrong with Natalie none? I just don't particularly think that her network is uplifting. You don't like trash TV? Not like that. Like she, like she, I, I she's enjoy definitely trash TV. She, so she's definitely. So yes, yeah, fine. So like, okay, so fine. Yeah, you don't enjoy trash TV, but she's definitely. You watch YouTube shows. Not that. No, I don't. Yes, you do. Like, was it? It was you I was talking about the random ghetto Atlanta YouTube shows. But I didn't say I watched them. I said like some. I've seen them with other people. I'm, but like to be fair, like there are some like some characters on like Zeus Network. You're like there are serious mental emotional yes. issues, and, and then she's like had, capitalizing on stuff that she knows are I had, like I had um, her and Ray J and the rest of them. Like, yes, I had said something about that. For the simple fact, like, cause I was watching um, Bad Boys, like the Houston audition. Yeah. And now, granted, I was entertained. Yeah, yes. Um, but the fact that they're they're literally like capitalizing off of just people's mental disorders is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, apparently, the new Bad Boy season, Orlando's going to be on there from That's So Raven, and they know he has mental health issues. But you're just profiting off, off of, of that. that. It, like, 
Like, that's what I don't like. I want to I wanna always and, and wait, Paul. No, no, please. And he was in jail. Do you know Zeus bailed him? It was like it was like a. Are you serious? Come in, come here. It's like a quid pro quo. Like, 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 like this, this is here. perfect. Yeah, like they bailed him out. Yeah, that's stupid. To try to like reel him in, I, I, and that's why I also like have tried to allegedly. Like, I, I think that's right. Yeah, I ain't gonna sue me, Zeus. And I'm not gonna say that I don't watch these trash shows. Um, they're, they're not my habit, but I will say I think I have a there's a there's a social there's a I I, I strive to live a life of social of integrity and social uplift and so to even like engage like watch this shit is crazy like even sometimes like some shit on like Real Housewives of Atlanta like and so much or Potomac whatever I, I feel less convicted about because I'm like these are also people who like have resources around them they know what they're, they're doing they're the yeah, yeah exactly there, there's the, the level <laughs> well, of we know you're an elitist the, the le- and a Republican and what are you <laughs> I'm not that I'm down earth I've, I've seen your wallet neither here nor there Ooh. Anyway, it's empty huh that, that neat pop was 30 on me. Um, but like, you know, they, but the, the, the element of exploitation is not there. And so like, shows like Zoo. Is, is it I, not? They getting paid a bet. Like, so, but like the Bravo shows, there may be exploitation. But, but they're not uh, but, getting but, paid but, nothing. But, but at least on, exactly, like on Zeus, they ain't getting paid shit. Like, it's, it's like free exploitation. We're the, using you at this point. They're literally getting on a bus and going to clubs and turning up for like. And then fighting. And fi- like, like and I'm like, how, like much, how much money are y'all really fucking making? Like, on the show, like Jocelyn's Cabaret, them girls ten thousand. They did all that for ten thousand dollars. It's like what? that was my refund check in one semester. Yes, and that money gonna be gone. Like, what are you talking and, about? It's inflation going up. Like, what? Like, what are you doing? So, um, no, nah, I don't be fuck with that. Um, I know you do. Ooh. <laughs> but I'm glad you invited me. This was like super dope. I'm glad. Yes. I'm, I hope I was. Very I hope that no. Um, well, I should be asking if you had a good time because this is my podcast. So I'm hoping that. I'm still learning. Um, you're my second guest. This is all trial and error. You don't need to talk about that. Um, but, you know, I'm hoping that I made it, you know, comfortable for you to enjoy. And you enjoyed the snacks and you enjoyed the champagne. The $3 champagne bottle that I did get. It, it, listen, um, it works. It worked. Okay. Listen, I keep telling him, it's a really, really dope venture. Um, be proud of what you're doing. Thank you. Get out of your head. Mm-hmm. You know... This is this 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 natural kind of you you allow this to naturally bubble bubble up out of you. Um, these are gonna be really great conversations. They're very substantive. They have fun on the side. You know, I'm very proud. I was very proud to be a part of this. To be this, you. to be your second interview. One day, you know, if I you know, am on America's Most Wanted. Not America's Most Wanted. They'll show this. <laughs> um, but thank you. I'm glad you're. Of course. Here. And please please invite me back. You know. Of course, of course. I'll send you my booking link. You Ooh. know. The first one was free. The other one, you know, oh, I, I'll have some. I have a writer with some kind of requirements. Oh please! I mean, well, you're only gonna want. Well, I would have wanted some Jenny's ice cream here. Oh, wow! You know, but we can work on it. This will do for right now. It was acceptable. It was serviceable. Oh. <laughs> I have another podcast. You can go now. Thank y'all so much. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much.